What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies DFS DraftKings preview for the Fortinet Championship 2023. DB here, Pat Perry in the seat. We're back. Hey, we're back. We had a little bit of a break, and now we have this weird fall. What is this, Pat? This is like, this is like the fall segment is like the PGA Tour side bay for 2023. It's mm-hmm. like a little side action, little piece that you'll have one time you'll never have again because starting in January, the PGA Tour season will be calendar-based, and that's I'm excited about that, but that, and that also means this fall is going to be weird. Yeah, um, I just thought, by the way, that I missed another opportunity, and I, I won't. I, it's, it's been nine years that we've done this. Yeah, going on year nine. And I won't get this opportunity again for okay. another year, um, but it's also the first Monday night football game. Yeah. I guess he doesn't do it that Sunday night, though. When Chris Collinsworth does it, like, the slide in. I could have slid in right there. You could have. You could did have. I missed another Yeah, I think he already did it. He did it last night, didn't he? Did he do it last night? Probably. For the Cowgirls and the uh, and the, and the Giants? I don't know if you could call them Cowgirls after last night. A defense boy. Oof. It looked pretty stout. Um, yeah, nine years we've been doing this. This is our, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. I can't believe we still have listeners. So thank you to all of all of you who do. We appreciate it. And we need more of you. You know, we just, I'm telling you, we need more of you. We need more listeners. That would be great. So tell somebody, tell a friend. Spread the TJ gospel. We're going to get into the Fortinet uh, DraftKings preview, break down each price range. We're going to end up with the 6K draft at the end. Uh, we just looked, and as of Monday, night when we're recording this there are no bmw pga DraftKings dfs contests in the lobby which is crazy because the bmw pga has an incredibly stacked field we did talk about the that event uh at the end of our betting preview which you can check that out uh wherever you listen to your podcast wherever you're watching this and uh but yeah we were going to talk about it here for for dfs but there's it's not there so it's for tonight only tonight pat well, um, is it that surprising though i mean it is it's football season, and it's yeah. This is what happens. But you got Everybody, John Rom, Rory, Victor Hovland in the field. Like I, don't I know. know, but people tend to just forget about golf for uh-huh. a little bit, especially on opening weekend. Yeah, they're just a little slow. I bet you we get some contests later this week. I mean, the the DP stuff starts earlier than the. I mean, it's going to be like Wednesday night. They got to have it ready to go, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. They're gonna. I don't know if we'll see any. We shall see. Uh, regularly scheduled programming, though, this week for the Tour Junkies. Both emails are going out. We'll, I'll do my Wednesday lunchtime live chat with the, uh, with the Discord. I'll also, we'll also do our Wednesday night live chat with the Discord community. And uh, blogs are already going out. Our boy Nate Moore got the rundown up if you want to check that out. And I already dropped my, uh, my betting card, Pat. I don't know if you noticed, but I already, I already dropped it. You know what? I, I, I haven't read it. Yeah, I know. I know you never read but- it. I did notice when you tweeted it out that you said you've made some changes to it. Mm-hmm. I only have one guess to the change. And you, you increased the. Uh, you, you made it. You could bet over twenty-five to one. I th- I think you probably did thirty-five to one. You think I made the balls bigger? Smaller. Okay. So you said 35 to 1? It's been 25 to 1 for like four years. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, no, yeah. You, went, you made the ball smaller. Yeah, you made the ball smaller. 
<laughs> you went to 20 to 1 is what you did. I went to 20 to 1. It's a big move. It's a it's a it's a huge change in DB's yeah. big balls betting card brand. Yeah. Still still feels ballsy. Still feels ballsy. But just with the last couple of years and the run of shorter winners that we've seen and that I've I've shut myself out of being able to bet on as a result mm-hmm. of these limitations, I felt it was now time to adjust and pivot, you know? So 20 to 1 is still a bomb. I mean, that's a massive parlay in the NFL. If you put one of those together, yeah. you're going to be really happy with it. So 20 to 1 is still big enough, still ballsy enough. I'm not, it's, not, it's not like I'm going to have a lot of those. I mean, I probably won't. I'd be shocked if I bet more than three or four a year, honestly. There's a lot of guys that fall in that 20 to 25 to 1 category. You, yeah. You gave yourself, a, you know, you shrunk them a little bit. Uh, that was one change. Um, the. Other change was just really, I don't know what to do with this fall segment. That's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning. With the fall segment just being weird. You know, it's like, it it is technically still a part of the 2022-2023 PGA Tour season. It will not be included in the new season that starts next year. Whereas typically my cutoffs for the, you know, for, for the betting card have been the actual tour season, which is 20, you know, which is like the fall through August. And, you know, the whole spring and summer, you and I were talking about the end of the betting card season being at the end yeah. of, the, of, of the playoffs. So I just decided, you know, I, I mean, like, I was like, am I going to tack this on to the end of last season and start and continue counting my units from there? Or do I go ahead and start the new season here? But I, that doesn't make any sense because then that would put me all the way through even through the fall next year. So I just decided to just, it's its own thing. It's just its yeah. own thing. And I said, listen, I might get weird with it. I might break some rules with it. Um, if, I, if it does well, I will, man, I mean, I will just talk about how amazing it was. I'll probably give you myself back. I think you're going to go back on some things. Yeah, I'll, I'll give myself a head start in January if it goes well. Or, no, or. Like if mine does really bad in the fall, you'll just like retro back to yeah. and make it like part and be like, oh well, actually I beat Pats and I've already claimed state claim to the win. I yeah. won the betting card contest. Not that there was a contest. Yeah, I'll spin this however I have to spin it. Yeah. But all all that to say, for starters, we're just gonna we're just we're just cowboying it up. We're just cowboying it. So mm-hmm. and and. You know, the weather in Napa this week is supposed to be absolutely perfect. Going to be a big nothing situation. Golf course is soft already. I, and I, I don't think there's anything I'm waiting on necessarily to fire on these guys. I'm sure that by the end, this always happens. Anytime I put out the full card on Monday, by the time Wednesday comes around, it's usually a good question that's asked in the Discord live chat from, from Spaz or somebody will be like, DB, who did you have on the betting card? on Monday that you wish you didn't now or who's somebody that you didn't put on the betting card that you would like to put on at this point. So I'm sure that will be the case somewhat, but I, I felt good about my guys. It's out. You can check it out right now. All the blog content, always free on tourjunkies.com. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. Speaking of the nut hut, Pat, uh, it's been crushing. And the football season is, is keeping the nut hut alive, you know, because golf is whatever. People are like... But we've got more football content going on in the Discord than we've ever had before. We've got multiple uh, NFL touts in there. Our boy Kenny McCandrus, Kill Kenny, the, the anytime touchdown, two TD, GOAT. Won people so much money last year. He's contributing in there. Alex Caruso, um, who's like a props king, fantasy king. He's contributing in there. He's dropped some plays. I think he, went, I think he did pretty good yesterday, by the way. I don't know if you tailed those props yesterday. 
but I think he made some people some money. I saw some winning tickets. Uh, our very own Ben Little, Chalk Bomb Ben, mm-hmm. who is placed in the Circa Millions contest the last three years. Uh, I think he went three and two yesterday. Every week, he's going to be dropping in his five Circa Millions picks against the spread for NFL. Um, and again, like I said, he's done really well the last three years. Well over a 55, 60% clip for him, uh, or approaching 60 to 65% clip for him over the last three years. So he's dropping that in. Uh, our boy Dynamite, Dean Emerson. That's a big one. Got to tell the people to check out that podcast interview with Dean, by the way. If you haven't already uh, interviewed him, he is a full-time PGA Tour caddy. has been for about four years. I think he's going on year five here now. Um, and he's also a degenerate gambler. And he's been gambling since he was 14 in uh, just north of Boston. He's 52 yeah, now. That would... Uh... That would mean you're probably a degenerate. Yeah, he's loving it. He's doing a great job in the Discord. He's dropping plays. He went 3-2-1 and one yesterday and Saturday with college plays. Our boy Nate Moore's dropping college football plays in there. The football thread channels in there are continuously active and hopping. So listen, if you think you shouldn't be in the Discord just because it's football season and it's, only, you know, it's eight or nine fall events that you kind of barely care about, don't do that because it's still hopping. Um, plus... Every Saturday, we do our Discord-only SoBet Saturday one-hour live chat with a SoBet handicapper from 11 to noon Eastern every single Saturday through the football season. So plenty of reasons to be in the Nut Hut, and basically it works out to less than $5 a week if you want to be in there, and that's covering all your golf and all your football all year round. So it's been hot. It's been hot. we got to keep it going. Yeah. Things, uh, you know, the Fortinet... Pat, let's you know talk about the Fortinet. Max Home is your back-to-back defending champ, going for the three-peat, along with Justin Thomas. He's up top. You know, historically, I wanted to bring up some a couple things because I drop this in the research thread every uh, every week, uh, and it's really helpful for DFS. Um, and I don't want to give all the goods because uh, it's Discord folks, but we've seen kind of very two different. I think it's too different. I don't know. You could argue maybe it's very kind of... too different. Is that the why? Is that how you would say that? Very too no no. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds very... like something I would say. Well, this okay. This is because my brain's confused. I was gonna yeah. say very different, but then I started looking at them, and you could kind of make an argument that they're kind of the same. So I was, I was thinking this is two different approaches to lineup construction mm-hmm. in the last two years. But then I was kind of looking. I'm going well. I, mean, I don't know. It's kind of. I, I guess I would argue that one is balanced for sure, and one is studs and duds. In 2022, studs and duds really paid off. You had Max Homa in the 10K range, and you had three 6K players in the perfect lineup. In 2021, you had no 10K players. You had one 9K player. You had four 8K players and a 6K player. Hyper balanced in 2021. Um, I will say this, both years, the perfect lineup did barely cracked 60% total ownership, and a lot of the chalk bombed. A lot of the chalk bombed. So let me see, if I, let me see what I want to share here. Mm, I would say that, uh, yeah, less than 50% of the highest owned players both years, even Actually, let's see. Yeah, less or actually, wait a minute. God, I'm so I'm so rusty. Just over fifty percent of the highest owned players made the cut both years. Hmm. That's making the cut. Okay. 
so it's, you know, I think being a little uncomfortable is going to be a thing. I think leaving a substantial amount of salary could be possible. You know, looking at this 7K range, and we'll get into it, there's a lot of good players in the 7K range. I mean, being balanced and leaving a lot of money on the table could be a, a, a viable option here, but I think there's going to be some volatility. And unlike the last few years, the top end of this field, the depth in this field is even less to me. I don't know what the actual like world golf ranking strength of field rating is. I'd be curious to look at that after this is done. But I mean, this this can't be as popular or, or as strong a field as it has been in years past, given the new structure. Well, that's actually leads me into my question I was gonna ask you. Oh, okay. If you were to take this year's field, mm-hmm. okay, and change it up. To where you could have you could add like in the past the corn fairy people, mm-hmm. which we don't have a lot of. Which this year. we don't have a lot of this year. Would it be stronger with the corn fairy people added in, or as it is, which would take out some of the players that are in there? I think overall, it's. I think well, and would that change how your your strategy would be? I don't think it would change the strategy all that much. I personally think you might have a little bit stronger field adding in those those top twenty or so corn fairy graduates. Uh, yeah, maybe because it would eliminate kind of the bottom of the barrel, like bottom dwelling, you know, leeches that are old and washed up, maybe near the bottom. Um, but uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's a thing to think about for the six K range. And I'm just thinking out loud here. You know, in the past, we've seen some some strong 6K performances here, and it may be because a lot of those 6K players were unknown Corn Ferry Tour graduates with a lot of talent and a lot of upside. But when you scroll the 6K yeah. range this this year, you, it's a lot of names you already know. It's a it's a lot of yeah. It's a lot of known commodities that miscuts. that suck. Yeah, it's a lot of miscuts. Yeah. I, I was writing down some names for the 6K range draft. And it is probably the fewest amount of names I've written down ever in the 6K range draft for a full field event. Um, so that could be a thing. You know, that, that could be a thing. I don't, I don't see myself, especially with the historical performance of the chalk and the 10K range and the way the 6K range looks, I think the more balanced approach, balanced build is going to be quite popular this week. Yeah, I, I would agree there. Personally, of the corn fairy people, I am very disappointed that Alejandro Toasty is not going to be in this field because we don't get to see him go scorched or earth <laughs> on anybody around him. Because if you didn't read that story during the last few weeks, he was suspended. Uh, he wouldn't have been in the field anyway because we don't have the corn fairy people. But um, well, unless he would have got some know. sponsors exemption because there are some corn fairy tour guys playing on sponsor yeah. exemptions. But yeah, apparently but I'm, the, I'm really going to be watching some Toasty once he gets back. Me too. I can't wait. Apparently, Toasty's is kind of a, a loose cannon, at, yeah. uh, and that's to put it lightly. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's talk about the 10K range. Obviously, you've got the Ryder Cup coming, right? So next week we've got an off week. Uh, the guys will be traveling to Rome if they're not already there. Obviously, the European Tour players are already over in that direction, getting ready to play Wentworth. Um, but the U.S. team, some of them are already there. Yes, uh, but Homa and Justin Thomas being up at the top and in this field, looking ahead to the Ryder Cup in a couple weeks. So, you know, I think this is the question. In the 9K and above range, 
I don't think I, I think Justin Thomas and St- Stefan Jaeger are going to be left out because I don't know how many people truly want to put any trust in a 10-5 Justin Thomas in what I think is kind of just another opportunity for him to get right and figure it out. You know, it's kind of, it's so he doesn't have to spend another week, you know, swinging between pool noodles. Like he just, like he just uh, illustrated a couple of days ago on social media. And I'm quite familiar with, by the way, I'm quite familiar with swinging between a lot of pool noodles. My, my pro does the same thing to me when I get in there and it's, it, it makes me feel like an absolute ding dong. Yeah, I was going to say, do you feel silly up there when you, yes. Like, are you wondering, looking around, like, is anybody watching this? Yes. But it is crazy, like what, how go- golf is so freaking stupid. Like, if my pro puts a pool noodle at a certain point right here, and I just, it's there. I see it in my brain. I won't hit it, and I'll be, I'll, I'll attack more from the inside. When that pool noodle's not there, even if my brain is going, okay, pretend the pool noodle is there, I will hit the thing. So it just, you know, maybe remember to guess in a couple weeks if you could just bring a pool noodle, and every time I go to swing, maybe you just hold it there at a certain angle. Okay. Would you be willing to do that if I asked you to? If you need me to do that, I will do that for you, okay. DB. Um, what would you do for me? Um, I, would, uh, I, would, I would tie a rope around your hip, and I would stand a comfortable distance away from you, and right at the top, I would we'll yank you. Forward. Yeah, yank forward. me forward. Yeah, so, yeah. That, so that you don't fall back on your back foot. Mm. Okay. So I'm out on Justin Thomas. I think people are going to see Jaeger's price and go, uh, no. Um, Cam Davis is ever popular, obviously ended the season pretty hot. And then there's Max Homa, who also ended the season playing quite well, and he's your back-to-back winner. Personally, I think I'm fading the whole range. I'm out on the whole 10K range. I'm going to stay balanced. I don't like the 6K range at all. I, and I, I do think come Wednesday night, we'll be looking at a low-owned Justin Thomas, who has played very well here in the past. I mean, so is this your way of saying that you're, un- like you said, let's be uncomfortable this week. Mm-hmm. Is your way of being uncomfortable just fading that range? Because I, you could also be uncomfortable by taking 100%. Justin 100%. I was going to say, I don't think that's the only way you can you get uncomfortable. Not at all. It's just yeah. the way I'm choosing to get uncomfortable. I don't want to play Justin Thomas. I don't. Even if he's, if he's 8% owned, because the thing you have to remember is you still, at that price, we're still wanting or needing Justin Thomas. I mean, he, he's realistically, like, we need him to finish in the top minimum, I would say, five mm-hmm. in DraftKings point score to pay off what you're getting there and what you're having to go in, in the, the, the just barrel scraping you're going to have to do to fit more pricey players in your lineup. So I, I would rather, for that one spot, I would rather go a little more balanced, have a couple of 9K guys I like, dabble in the 8K. I, and I really do think this mid to top end 7K range is strong. So I think I'm going to completely fade the top tier. But I do think come Wednesday night, Justin Thomas and, and Jaeger are going to be low owned. Yeah, I, I, I'm i not a big fan of Jaeger. And I get it. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to. Yeah, not at that, that price. Can, that price scares the hell out of me. Um, he I feels feel like, like a I'm, cut maker, but again, you got to have more than that. You, that you, 10 too? Jaeger needs a top I mean, come 10. Come on. And he doesn't have that many top 10. He, he makes a lot of cuts. He also can't putt really that well. Uh, he's, he's very like, bad putting on Poa. Very 123rd bad. 123rd in the field from what I'm looking at. Yeah. That's over the last 100 rounds on Poa. Um, I mean, he only has, 
He, he only has one top 10 in 2023. Now, he's got some close calls, an 11th, a 13th, a couple 14th. He's got one top 10. Why is he? I don't. I, I'm kind of confused as to why he's priced up this high. Well, I. But again, as you start going down the field, you start looking and going, okay, well, maybe. I mean, I don't know why he would be priced higher than Cam Davis or, to me, even Thigala, just given the upside, and maybe even Cole. Like I, I probably, if I were pricing this, I probably would have gone Homa. I mean, I would have had to do JT, but honestly, I think Cam Davis is a better value. But I would have gone Homa, JT, Davis, Sahith, and Jaeger would have fallen right in that. I would I would have been wrestling whether or not to have Eric Cole in front of him or not. I don't even see a great course history here. And I damn sure wouldn't have had him priced. Well, no. Okay, well. I, I definitely would have had him above Bo Hostler. Give me a freaking break on Bo yeah. Hostler. Bo Hostler's now on the list for me. He I is. Can't. He's he he will not Well, huh? What? 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 Yeah, Hostler's on the list. No play. Really? Yep. Since when? It happened. Why? I don't know when it happened at some point a few weeks. No, not it was, it was now more like a month ago. Maybe it was the Open Championship. Was I on him for the Open Championship? There's no God, way. why would you? Was, I, did he even I play in the Open Championship? Did, did he play in the Open Championship? I don't know. I could have been that stupid. I've done a lot of stupid you things. You haven't been drinking enough liquor on the podcast to get to that. No, I know. I haven't, you know. But... I do think there's a chance I could play some JT. I will say that. Um, I think he's going to enter into the lineups. By the way, Hustler for sure did not play the Open. Yeah, I don't. I didn't think he would. Um, I do really like some of these players, though, in the 9K range, which is one reason I could see not playing a JT, definitely not a Jaeger, or a Max Homa, because I'm so big into these guys like Sahith I love, Eric Cole, I like. I like Brendan Todd. You know? Yeah. You, you look at a guy like Putnam down here at 9,100. I mean, that sounds crazy, 9,100 for Putnam, but but still, I'd much rather play him than Jaeger. Uh, um, so that's the only thing I can think of that would put me off, and that's probably one reason you're, like you said, you're kind of moving off this over 10K range is there's, there's really good options in here to get yourself a balanced lineup with guys that I think feel not only safe but with upside like eric cole safe for sure yeah plenty of upside sahith probably a little like if you're scaling it out some volatility he's he's a little more on the upside than he is on the safety Mm -hmm. but still i I like that i'm fine with that trade-off with sahith i mean that being said and i love both those players i I do think both of those guys will be pretty pop i think a lot of lineups are going to start with those two that's the problem so, you know, I'll go ahead and say it's one reason why I put Cole on the betting card. I really came close to putting Sahith on the betting card at 20 to 1. And I tried it and, and worked it, and it just didn't get me the other, the other plays that I really like in the middle, so I didn't do it. But um, I think those two are going to be fairly popular. So you gotta, you're going to have to make a decision with those two. I do like Todd. The only other player in here that I like, and, and I like Todd okay, but you know who my favorite player in DFS is in this range is Alex Norton at 9K. Okay. I, we, we saw Norton surge you know, later in the year, although, although he slumped a lot in the middle. Um, you know, Ninth at the Rocket, top 25 at the Open, 13th at the 3M. Uh, obviously, he's an amazing putter, although Poa has never really done him 
done him too great. Uh, the short game is, is usually what's saving him. Struggles off the tee, but it's more accuracy, and it's a lot, it's a lot less to do with distance, so I like that. Um, I haven't looked at his – let me look at his wedge numbers. That's the only thing I have not looked at. I would guess – just off the top of my head, I would guess that he's pretty – that he's probably better with his short irons and wedges, which you're going to have a lot of that here at Silverado. I would guess he's probably better in that, in that range than, than average. I just feel like a guy who can really chip it well around the greens, which he's always been amazing around the greens, and a guy who's a really good putter, which he's consistently been a good putter. I feel like those guys are typically really good wedge players, and he's not. So that's not good. Not bad from the 125 to 150 range, but the 75 to like 125 range is pretty terrible. So I don't know. I, I just... In DFS, I like I like the upside with Norin, and I feel like he's going to be a decent pivot. Now, if that being said, if he does come out to be more popular than I thought, I will gladly avoid him. Yeah. Do you feel like why does nobody ever want to play JJ Spawn? I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate him. He can win. Yeah, I don't hate him in DFS. I I did not like him outright at all. I don't Um, think I would like him outright, but I could see playing him in DFS. Yeah, I could too. Yeah, let's just let's see what he's done here. Would you? Um, he's got a he's got a ninth a couple years back. Yeah, fifty ninth last year. Miscut, miscut. That's the thing I noticed about Silverado. It's like it's kind of weird. There there's some guys who. I mean, you've got like multiple, multiple winners like Brendan Steele and Max Homa, who've won both twice. But then a lot of a lot of course history is very up and down. You know, there's just guys with a bunch of missed cuts, and then bang a top ten or a top fifteen. You know, it, it just seems Silverado's not necessarily super course history predictive to me. Well, you know, Napa's known for this. Because some years you have a good wine year, and then some mm-hmm. years you don't. So it just it kind of translates into the golf. So maybe they go like some years somebody has a little too much wine and they party a little too much in Napa, and, and they, they have learn too the much next food. year. And then they're like, "Oh wait, I can't do what I did last year." You know, yeah. this happens to me a lot. You yeah. know, yeah, like at last year at some guy's trip, I went way overboard. And then I'm like, okay, so it goes in cycles. So it's like yeah. this year I got to keep it in check. You know, this was an in check year for me for like my draft weekend and things like that. So yeah, like draft weekend, you could have one of those drafts where like you're you're just absolutely toe up from the flow up, and your mm-hmm. draft goes horribly, and you draft like you you know you you draft horribly. You pick a kicker in the eighth round. Yeah, and then you lose everything, and you go, yeah. okay, I can't do that again this year. And then the next year you come back and you're locked in. You know, you're Adderalled out or whatever, and mm-hmm. you're locked in, you're paying attention, you have a great draft. I could see that. I could see that being the case. We may have figured that out. We may have cracked the code to uh, mm-hmm. Silverado course history. Um, okay, I, I don't... By the way, I don't see myself playing a lot of cash this this week with this tournament, this field. I don't love it. If I were going to, I would definitely start my lineups with Eric Cole. Um, yep. And probably go from there to maybe a. I may even go both Cole and Sahith, or I might just go. I might. I might even go JJ Spawn in cash. I. I think Todd's got cash potential too, but Eric Cole would be my first go-to. Yeah, agree. Uh, all right, before we get to the AK range, how would you like to come to Augusta during that full week in April, on that special Tuesday? And walk around with me and Pat. That's right. 
we have that opportunity. You and a friend, you and a pal, you and a buddy. So here's how, you, how we're going to do this. We've got a great contest going. And the contest runs through the Zozo, well, not through, up to the Zozo Championship show this, this fall. So I think that's like end of October 30th or so. It was like the Monday before the Zozo. We're going to announce the winner, and you are going to get to choose a guest. And we are going to give you access with us on that Tuesday in Augusta in April. You're going to get pollen in your eye. You're going to have some great sandwiches, some great drinks. It's going to be amazing. And this is your best chance to get on site. I promise you that. Promise you that. And all you got to do, it's very simple. All you got to do is sign up and give our friends at SoBet a look. Give them a look. Sign up under our link. Give it a shot for at least, you know, just one month or so. And you're in. And if you've already done that, you're already in. There is nothing else you have to do. It's beautiful, man. All you got to do is click the link in the description. It's going to pre-fill the code TJ. You're going to select monthly, six-month, or annual membership. Doesn't matter which one you choose. Select one. And at the end of the checkout process, you can type in a second code, TJ Trial, TJ Trial, and that gets you your first month totally free. And then you can cancel at any time. Although we would doubt that you won't. We doubt that you'll cancel because it's NFL season. It's college football season. And there are so many good handicappers on SoBet giving out picks every single week. Um, you're not going to want to cancel. I mean, our boy was a deep is a deep hack. Deep hack went has gone in college fo- college football the last two weeks. He's gone like eighteen three and one on SoBet platforms. He's won people like thirty five units. If you that's tailed. just crazy, unreal. That's, that's so hard really to do. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I would take if I was betting on college football. Yeah, I would take. You know, I don't know ten and eight. <laughs> I'd be okay 100%. with that. 100%. You know? Yeah. Um, he's crushing it. There's a lot of pros over there crushing it. And listen, they have every sport you can think of. Every sport, um, not just football. It's also the home of uh, the exclusive Tour Junkies Top 40 Round Robin play that's up 6.2, 6.2 units, I think, since April. So we're rocking and rolling over there. We're going to keep that going all fall. Um, so yeah, so just give it a shot. See what you think. We bet you're going to love it. And all you got to do is sign up. And then you're absolutely in. We will draw from there. I was trying to find, uh, I was going to show, I'll, I'll see if I can pull it up. But I, I mean, people, people aren't going to believe me, but I mean, DPAC is, uh, sorry. Okay. Fit, wait a minute. Is that right? 15, 15, three and one. Yeah. Fit, actually, do you want to, do you want to know what his Monday night football plays are? I do only because I did not bet it, but I had friends telling me what they wanted to bet and I didn't I didn't like their bet so I didn't want to take it. I'm probably not allowed to do this because it's you know so bet and it's kind of behind the paywall here but uh, I'll drop a couple from Deepak who's just hot. Now again he's hot in college football so I don't know this could be bad. Well you got 20 minutes to get it in if if you know you That's gonna... true. Um he's got Lazard having a big night. Uh he's got Lazard over 37 and a half receiving yards for two units and a Lazard anytime touchdown at plus 270 for one unit. I'll give you those two. He's got he's got one more on there. Is, but... he, is he not a Garrett Wilson believer? I mean, it looks like he's uh looks like he's pretty looks like he's pretty dialed in for I'm sorry, it's not college football. It's NFL. Dude, he's he's crushing it in the NFL. It's not college football. That, I think that's even harder. Isn't that harder? Oh, hell yeah, it's even harder. <laughs> I'm almost just happy with an even week in, in college football. I did hit a good uh, uh, first touchdown bet last week. I was happy about that. But. 
and listen, you know, all all of these all of these bets, all of these plays are verifiable bets. They are they are every single one of them verifiable bets that you know th- these these folks on SoBet have to put unit values with. They've got to give descriptions for why they like each play. So you're not just tailing blindly. Yeah, here's here's his update from the other night. Um, the NFL is here. These were his. These are up twenty seven and a half units. Now the Bears one didn't work out. Yeah, that one didn't work out too. The well. Bengals one didn't work out. I think he hit the Ravens. And how many did the Jags win by? I think they won by like four. He he may have. I think See, he barely got that. No, they didn't because um, they ended up. They got a late touchdown from uh, Etienne. Mm. And uh, that put them up like 10. And then, so I think they ended up winning by 10. Yeah. Like so they probably so. got that one. Anyway, that's all you got to do to find yeah. yourself with us on that Tuesday, first week in April, first full week. Do, in April. do what we're telling you to do. Yeah. You're going to want to do this. Yeah. Um, and we're cutting it off. I mean, do a- you not want to go to Augusta? Right. I mean, what, why would you not want to do that? Right. And it's very easy. It'll take you like literally three minutes to do this. Do you minutes. think people still know how hard it is to go? I think they, they do. Should. They get they get all the rejection letters every. I mean, I think. Yeah. I mean, I keep yeah. getting them. Uh, all right, let's talk the AK range, Pat. All right. Mm. <sighs> you know, you don't have to be a bomber to win here. Please don't start with Webb. I'm not. I'm just. Well, I'm not, <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, are you? Do you like Webb? Mm-mm. I freaking hate Lucas Herbert. He's another one. I actually understand the Lucas Herbert love way less than I do Bo Hostler. I, I could actually, like, Bo Hostler actually does some stuff that's decent. L- Lucas Herbert putts good. He hits it far. He sucks everywhere else. I mean, he sucks. It, that I don't was, think Hostler's ever even won. He hasn't, but that was one freaking week where that dude, I mean, then he went like a Bermuda or something. It was super windy. It was firm. It was. It was like some. It was. Yes. I just. I think this guy is trash. If I were, if I were making the prices here, this dude would literally be in the. I mean, like David Lipsky, Stuart Sink range at seventy three hundred. I just do not understand, not just the people out there, but odds makers. DFS pricing people, whoever you are, send me an email, send me a letter, send me a DM, send me something that is any way, in any way compelling to, to, for, for me to believe that Lucas Herbert, Earbert, is, is any good at golf. I mean, would you like me to read off the last 10 PGA Tour events? Sure. No, you don't want me to because it's boring as hell because there's a lot of missed cuts in here and a 15th at the Travelers. Uh, yeah, I mean... The- but everything else is, is just crap. Just off, like, no good. Okay, I'm not, I know he's probably played some DP World Tour stuff. But, I mean... In his career on the PGA Tour, which is only... Uh, I mean, it's not long. It's like 50 events. Okay, he's played in 50 PGA Tour events. He's got the win at the Bermuda. He's got a seventh at the Arnold Palmer. Brian Gay won in Bermuda. Right. When nobody, I mean, come on. Thank you. He's got a seventh at the Arnold Palmer in uh, 2022. No other top tens. None. None. The seventh at Arnold Palmer, he gained. Wait for it. I gotta even. I gotta. I, I can't even do this math. 
He gained 15, almost 15 and a half strokes short game around the green and putting. Like, why is that at all predictable for any? Like, why do we ever want anything to do with him? I don't understand it. And people play him. People play him. You got you to gotta pay it. You got to pay 8800 for him. I see him on betting cards, like from smart people, smarter than me, touts. What? what the? I don't, I don't. Why do people like him? He looks funny. Like, I got it. If he was like this charismatic, like, you know, chiseled jaw, look like Tom Brady out there or something, at least he'd be like, oh, wow, I'm kind of drawn to that dude. He's just a cool dude. I want to be like him. You know, he's like, He's like back in the day when like the Marlboro Man was cool and everybody wanted to be everybody wanted to smoke cigarettes because Marlboro Man looked cool. Like I, I don't, I don't even get that. Like there's literally nothing redeeming about this man, except he putts good. That's it. Yeah. Do you know how many guys on the PJ Tour are great putters and suck at everything else? A lot of them. Pick another one, not Lucas Herbert. Yeah, I'm with you. I love I'm Akshay. I love. I do too. I love Suh and I love Reevy. I like to say K range a good bit. Yeah, I am. I'm with you on Reevy. I'm. I love Saw. He's gonna probably end up on my betting card. Did he end up on yours? He did not. He didn't make. He didn't quite make the cut. But he's had some good finishes over in. Uh, he's played a couple of events on the DP World Tour. Played well, I think. Um, but he was just, just, just on the on the edge uh, of me taking him out. Yeah, I. I feel like I'm going to be drawn to Hubbard, but I don't want to take him. I don't. I think if now betting wise, I'd also would not bet Hubbard. I didn't bet Hubbard either. So uh, I could probably yeah. see myself maybe playing him in some DFS, but I just don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, Nick Hardy for me is kind of a little bit of a gut feel. Yep, I feel like we could get some get a good Nick Hardy week. Yeah, play here last year because he would have been coming off of the um, he finished sixty seventh and thirty sixth in two attempts here yeah. last year. In two or, attempts in two, last year. in two attempts the last two years. Sorry, yeah, um, play it twice. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I have a good feeling about Hardy too. There's, a, there's a lot of guys in here that I like, but I still don't feel like super safe with any of them, which is, which is what we're going to expect here in this. I mean, this is going to be, this is going to be a weird week, but. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I could see starting lineups in this range and not even touching the 9K. It, and it depends on just how chalky Eric Cole and Sahith, if Norin kind of surprises me and people come around on Norin, I may not, I, I may have even more lineups that don't have anyone priced above 80, above 8,700. Yeah. I don't know if you you're not really gonna do that. Yeah, I am. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, I love the high seven k range. I mean, okay, what would I do? Let, let's say Cole Thagala are like super high end. This is not a great. This place does not have a great track record for chalk. I don't want to play anybody in the ten k. Sure, I could go with Alex Norman. Maybe he come, he comes in as sneaky as I think. I mean, what do I want to do? Do I want to roster JJ Spawn just because? Just because he's in the ninety two hundred yeah, range? Okay. Like, what's the All difference right. in JJ Spawn and freaking Shez Reevy? Or Akshay. Okay, you. I hear you. You don't need to yell. <laughs> Calm down. I'm not. I got headphones on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like at this point, there's such the drop off. To me, the drop off occurs at probably just under Eric Cole. Like, yeah. From from Brennan Todd to seriously, like Dylan Wu. 
What is oh, yeah, the real? How far down? Okay, there's. I'm down to like seventy six hundred. Yeah. Where Where are the standouts in that? They're all kind of the same. Like, they, yeah, they are. They are. They, they are. They all have their I mean, warts. They all have a few things. You know, they got some things they're doing well. Got some things they're not doing well. Some of them have a decent record here. Some have no record at all. Some have a terrible record. Good. Good lesson though for what we tend to see and what we will see as the fall progresses. Here, this is going to be. What you're going you know, I mean, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, you, you're just not going to have a lot of difference, which is why you could, you know, completely throw out some top end guys if you want, depending on how this the, the fields shape up. I mean, here at least you have like, I mean, a home and a JT in the field, but yeah, may not get that in a lot of these. And do not eat the chalk. Don't eat the chalk. Especially in that range. If you want to play Homa, I get it. I, I get that. I mean, for the case I'm making, I could play Homa, eat the chalk there, and then fill the rest of my lineup with 7K guys and be very happy. Like, I mean, I feel like I'm not, you know, if, if you just took the price tags off of all of them, but let me fit them in the lineup, I, I would be very happy. What if Matt Kuchar pulls a Stuart Sink and wins here? I could kind of, I could see Kuchar playing Tech well. People. I could see Kuchar playing well. Good wedge player. Yeah, I, I could see it. I like. I mean, Strillman's had a, had some good. Actually, form here. Kucher has had a fairly solid year. Yeah, yes, made a lot of cuts. Back. Okay. Now I'm not buying Taylor Montgomery. I'm not doing Herbert, and I'm not doing Montgomery in the AK range. Nah. Still not on that. And Montgomery had a great fall last year finished well at this golf tournament yeah but not ready to do it yet he's been so bad he's been awful showed a little bit at the fedex st jude but um most popular players in here i would assume would be akshay unless people say oh akshay got engaged uh fade (laughs) fade Uh, well yeah shez is to me gonna be one of the highest i could see shez being up there akshay that's probably it um all right $7,900 $7,900 range, $7,000 range, whatever, excuse me. Uh, one remind, I like this. want to also remind people that along with all your NFL goodies, don't forget to check out our friends at Underdog, okay? You got uh, all, the, all the weekly NFL props, PGA props. There's none open right now for the PGA, or I'd tell you a couple of, couple of guys I like. Um, but all the props are out there. Best ball every single week for the PGA Tour. You can play best ball weekly contest. And of course, they're doing big things for the NFL. So, uh, if you missed out on any best ball, I know they got some other best ball revival type contests coming out with underdogs. So, click the link. Promo code Junkies gets you a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. And the um, the the best ball is pretty much available almost everywhere. Here's a map if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and then Pick'em is available almost everywhere too, except for those gray and black states. So you got the Pick'em, you got the best ball thing. Underdog just crushes the best ball game. So check that out as well. We appreciate them for helping sponsor the show. If you appreciate us and uh, you don't have an Underdog account, set one up. Promo code Junkies, click the link below. All right, 7K. I like a lot of guys. Like I said, I I mean, I I don't know where you want to start. Um, I would love to start with Davis Thompson. I kind of had him written down, but I was like, I'm a big fan (sighs) this week. He is, he's just, you know, we did the betting show earlier and he, he was on the tip of your tongue. He was like 
peeking over, you know, just you looking had a tur- at me. You had a turtle head for Davis Thompson? Yeah. And, um, you know, he is a bulldog, so I'm not, but I'm not a homer with that. Right. Um, but he did, you know, finish well at the Wyndham with a T22. Did not get into the, the final events, though. But played well here last year. As an hour, let's see where he was. Um, yeah, he finished third. Third. Um, I think Davis no, ninth. Thompson. Sorry, ninth. Yeah, I finished ninth. last year. Um, I like Davis this week. Um, number one in this field in par five scoring. You know, great off the tee. You know, he's obviously there's there's a reason for that because he's got some distance there. Um, you know, we've seen guys with distance win, obviously here on this course, like a Cam Champ. Um, so I like Davis Thompson. I, I think he's. I I don't feel very like, and that was the reason I didn't talk about him on the betting shows because I just don't know like outright. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think um, he's got a lot of upside, so I like him at seventy nine hundred. I, I I'm gonna go to the very very short lived DFS darling Peter Quest Peter Quest. Whatever. Yeah, I don't mind that either. Don't mind it. I mean, we just saw a really nice run of ball striking out of him. He hits it a mile. Um, Does he sound like a TV character to you? Yeah, a little bit. Peter yeah. Peter Kest. Pete, I mean, he's either like Kest or Quest. Quest, whatever it I is. I don't know. I think it's he Quest. Is, I think they say he Quest. He could either be a TV character on a show like Family Ties, if you remember, like he could be the dad on Family Ties. Okay. Or you don't remember that because mm-hmm. you don't. You don't remember shows from, or I say by the could, bell. I know that he could be like, you know, the main ABC News news anchor. Like yeah. he took, like if well, if you're thinking Peter, Peter Jennings. Yeah, Peter Kess took the place of Peter Jennings. You'd be like, I don't, I don't know what happened. I mean, it sound they're they're the same person, and, and everything's good with the world. Yeah, or maybe you're just maybe you're just like thinking of other. Um, sitcom people named Peter, like Peter Griffin, uh, Peter whoever from Family Ties. Um, I don't know. I made that up. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know, but I I like him. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm interested. I think I'm interested on this kid. I think he's really talented. So um, I like I like Quest, Quest Love to do his thing. Mm-hmm. Eckrode is interesting. Now, if if Eckrode gets any sort of buzz, I'll bounce because the end of the year did not go great for him. He he had a run there in the in the late summer. Um, but then it was really bad for his last four events or so. I'll be happy to bounce off of him. Uh, Pendrith kind of seemed looked to show some signs of life off the surgery and like a really tough restart. Um, but I, I like the bomber here, the camp champ, Brendan Steele, uh, model of winners here and Max Homa for that matter, in terms of giving, give me somebody with a lot of distance, going to have a lot of short irons in here to hit a lot of greens and reg. That that's really what it comes down to here. So Pendrith is interesting to me. Uh, and I like Chesson Hadley at 7,700, who has some good finishes here and had a strong end to the year. And Chesson Hadley seems like a short hitter, but he's, I think he's a little bit longer than people think. People want to give him credit for. Uh, very good putter as well. Garrick Higo, D. Wu, and Luke List. Like this 76 to 79 up to Peter, Peter Quest, I like a lot. Sam Stevens, I love. I, I really like this range. This is where, this is why I don't see myself going too pricey up top because I, I, it definitely falls off for me after that. Yeah, I um, 
you know, Sam Stevens and Sam Ryder right there in the middle there at 7,600. I like them both. Both had very strong finishes to their season mm-hmm. recently. Sam Ryder with a 7th at the 3M, T38 at the Wyndham. Stevens had a 10th at the 3M, too. Yeah. Yep. yep. So both of them have, have played well. I like them both. Um, you know, Dylan Wu, I think you mentioned him already. I like Dylan Wu yeah. and Gary Kigo a ton. Um, yeah. Higo really turned up at the end of the year. Uh, he I, did. I think he's had some swing changes that have helped him out. And again, back to that. You've been a Higo hater. I know. I, I know. Well, well yeah. I, I questioned his judgment being married at such a young age. Um, well, now that means you can't play Akshay either. Well, you got a question. You can't question one and not the other. There's a difference. There, and I don't want to get into the difference because I'll get hated. I know I'll, what the difference is, I'll get is, hated actually. for it. I'll get hated for it, yeah. I, got, I know what the difference might be. I moving, I what moving right along. Okay. But, yeah, I, I really, really like that, that range. Okay. I, I'm going to have a lot of exposure there. I don't, I don't have much. I mean, I, in terms of chalk guesses, I do think Higo and D-Woo are going to be popular. I don't know what to think about Pendrith and Ekrod, though. Like, Pendrith and Ekrod are DFS darlings. Like, people like them a lot. But given how they ended things, I'm just curious how, how, pe- how other touts and other people will, will talk them up. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, the, for a lot of these guys, we haven't seen them play in a month. So, who, know, who, who like, really knows what the form is? I feel like Ekrod's going to end up getting a little more than Pendrith. Mm-hmm. And, and, and really... Because obviously a lot of people that, that talk about these guys and tout these guys and when they look at stats. And Eckroyd's going to come up on a lot of things. I mean, he really is. He's, he's kind of like, um, you know, he, he's, got, he's got some Luke List qualities. He, he's, he's a great, just a really good ball striker. Um, I think Luke is sneaky this week too, by the way. You know, he doesn't have a lot of sneaky. Just like holes in his, his game. Yeah. So I think that's where you're going to see Ekro pop as, you know, pop up a little bit. Okay. Pendrith has, has well, I mean, I don't know. Pendrith looks good, too. Um, but I mentioned List. I know you're kind of interested in him. Um, here's a name for you. What about older, older guy number two in the field, Ryan Palmer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's it's okay. He he actually did check some boxes. I ran like a, a very basic early model on. Um, he hadn't played here in a while. Yeah, on Silverado, he does. He he is check. I don't know how he's checking this many boxes because I just see great ball striking numbers and then just a lot of poor finishes. But um, you know, but that's that's Ryan Palmer and that's the putter. Now, his worst putting surface historically, and we have a large sample size, is Pola. That is very, very scary. His worst putting surface, and he's bad. He's a bad putter. Yeah, I'm starting to get talked out of This is not a Luke List situation. Like, you can get Luke List, elite ball striker, better than Ryan Palmer ball striker. Awful putter, but he's twice as good, twice less awful on POA as he is bent in Bermuda. Whereas Palmer, it, it, it goes down bad quickly. Not a lot of POA in, in Texas. No, there's not. 
I was just bringing his name up. I wasn't worried <laughs> okay. about him. It's not hard to talk yourself off of any of these guys at this point. No, it's not. Um, Nate Lashley, just as a guy who can do something in a birdie fest, he does. I, I mean, it's crazy to say this, but like, I do think Nate Lashley has a floor that is higher than a lot of players in this spot, and I think he actually has some upside. I mean, he's a multi, he's a winner on tour. Two top twenties in the last five years at this place. You know, ended the season made five of his last six cuts with a 17th and a T21. Uh, 7,400 feels nice. Kevin Yu uh, had a couple big finishes there to, to end the year. Um, hits it a long way. Can't putt, but Grayson Sig has played here twice. And for, a, for a Augusta boy to have a 51 and a 30th place finish on this POA, POA Fest and having a solid end of, of, to his year is interesting. Um, I know Grayson's a great wedge player. You know, if I were going to take an old guy, I'd rather have Charlie Hoffman. Hoffman loves Poa, and he's a ball striker. He's still ball He, he turned it around at the end of last year. He finished 12th. What was that, the Wyndham? I think it was. Let me look. Uh, yeah, 12th at the Wyndham. Yeah. And, and I mean, actually, look at, his, look at his iron play. His iron play was like, borderline vintage Charlie Hoffman from Pebble Beach on. Like, he literally lost strokes with his irons in two events, the Rocket Mortgage and the Genesis. Mm. Scottish, which, I mean, is weird. Now, he continued to not to putt like a blind person. No offense to Craig, our boy Craig. Love yeah. Craig. Craig's actually a great putter and blind. Uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, Craig's a team DB guy though he, I love Craig Craig loves me and, and I've witnessed it with my own eyes the dude's blind and he putts fantastic so um, he's challenged me to a putting contest by the way we still need oh, to work yeah. that out yeah see so all, all, all credit to Craig I mean but Hoffman putts like a like way worse than you would imagine a blind person like Craig would putt well I actually thought about Hoffman was one that that kind of popped for me a little bit. Um, Sprays the driver, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, it doesn't I matter. I kind of, I kind of think Hoffman's your old guy. I, you know, I think Justin Lauer down here at seventy two hundred. Yeah. He played well here last year. Um, you know, he started showing some good signs later in the season. Mm -hmm. He's sort of a really hit or miss guy. I feel like, um, but I think he's he makes some sense. Um, by the way. Uh, Monday night football, Aaron Rodgers gets sacked on like the third play of the game. He's already injured. No way. Yeah. Is he out? Already injured. I don't know. Zach Wilson's throwing balls right now. So No way. I feel like he'll be back, but apparently he's hurt. Would this that just happen. be the most Jets thing ever to happen? Ed, ever. Jets. That's just the Jets. By the way, while we're talking about football, the most Falcons thing ever by the way, now the Falcons won. Now, wait a second. Let's not... Pat, the first play of the game? Oh, yeah, the pass to himself? It wasn't just that. Desmond Ritter hit the defensive lineman in the neck with the pass. He hit him in the neck. Listen. It wasn't even I... close to going over his head. He just acted like he was going to be able to throw it through him. It hit him in the neck, popped up. Ritter caught his own pass for minus a yard. He had more Listen catches than this. Drake London. Listen to this. They didn't even bring this up. Do you get the red zone? No. Can you the order red the red zone by itself anymore? Or do you just... The red zone is the greatest I thing love ever. the red zone, but can you get it by itself anymore? Do you have to have Sunday ticket? 
I don't know. How do you have I it? Have it. I have. Do you have Sunday ticket? I don't know. I just know I have the red zone. You probably bought it on Tour Junkie's credit card, you some. No, I did not. I did not. But I've got the red zone, and it's it's like crack to me. Like my OCD self, like it's all like like I can't like I can't focus on one game, and I love it. Yeah. But Desmond Ritter did that because this is at the very beginning. Like all these drives were happening right at the very beginning. Yeah. C.J. Stroud did the exact same thing within minutes. He hit his player in front of him, it bounced up, and he caught it. Same thing. And the announcers, though, when C.J. Stroud did it, were like, I wonder who's done that before on their first ever pass. And that obviously wasn't, I guess it, it wasn't it Ritter's wasn't first ever pass. Ritter's first right. ever pass. So I guess that's why they brought it up. Brett Favre. No way. Brett Favre on his first ever pass did the same thing. Hit somebody, bounce up, caught it. What a trivia question one day, huh? Yeah. CJ Stroud and Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. When that play happened, I was sitting there like, this is just, just such an Atlanta situation. Yeah. The first freaking play is a quarterback completing a pass to himself for negative one yard after hitting a defensive lineman in that damn yeah. near the, the uh, what is this? The, what's the artery? The jugular or whatever. Like the, I don't think they care. Because they have such good running backs, and their line they is don't. actually pretty good. They don't, but I mean, Let uh, me tell you this, too. But I know we got to talk some golf. Because I know you're a Kyle Pitts hater. Because you had Kyle Pitts. I'm not a Kyle Pitts hater. I, uh, Kyle Pitts, Kyle doesn't Pitts ha- does not suck. Kyle Pitts I did, quarterbacks By the way, suck. I didn't have Kyle Pitts last year. Who are you, who are you projecting, who are you projecting me to? I don't know, because you said you hated my Kyle Pitts draft pick when I picked him in, like, the seventh round. I, I did, but, but only because I watched Falcons games. Like, poor Kyle Pitts, who's very freaking good and would be yeah. electric on any f- team with any sort of quarterback play or any team that cared to even throw well, the ball. I get it now. Or even I, throw the ball. Get, I get it now. It's, t- it's crap. It pisses me off. Yeah, it's not a Kyle Pitts problem. It's, it's the same reason. It's a waste of talent. Same, Drake London is the same situation. We. Kyle Pitts yeah. and Drake London being on a team with with Arthur Smith running it and the the running backs concept and Bijan now and Algier like it's just not you're you're just you're on an island you're done you're dead you're gonna, they're going to have a couple of games a year and that's it anyway six k draft want to do six k draft all right yeah let's, let's do, do it. that because uh, clearly we're done um all right six k draft uh, I guess I'll start I don't love this. I mean, if to me, if I'm going like safety here, which obviously you're one, I mean, sh- there's very limited options here for upside. But I, I think, I, I think Zach Blair is Zach Blair kind of safe at 6,800. He's got a twelfth, a twelfth here last yeah. year, a fourth in 2020 or four years ago. He's got it finished thirteenth and uh, played the, well in the late season late runner up at the one tournament they all he could have won i mean what zach blair 6800 sure okay you don't have to be long to win here all right i am adding a guy that i mentioned on the betting show too that i, I like and that's uh maddie schmid wait no he's seven thousand. damn it i thought he was i thought he was right yeah i do like we didn't mention him but i do like i do like yeah, i do schmid. two top 25s in his yep. last uh two starts um all right Fine. You know what? I'll go with Smoth Daddy. 6,900. I was going to... Well, T27 at the Wyndham. I was going to say him. California kid, too. Going to be comfy on POA. 
I know he went to I went, he went to college in Texas, but he's gonna be comfy on Poa. Um. Uh, hang on, I'm getting. Oh, oh, oh I'm getting uh. Bad. You know, this is similar to similar to you know we talked about our nine years of doing this. Something similar happened like this back in 2017. I'm getting some texts. Mm. And and I was something kind of happened in 2017 when I was getting texts on the show and I kind of had this look on my face and you kind of pressed me and I kind of opened up what it was and then that led to us discovering that you were kind of in this dry spell in 2017. Mm. And I, you know, my wife's been away for a while. She's been in South Africa. She just got back. So yeah. I've just got to, I just got to try to answer, answer this, this question too. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what are we doing? We're doing a, uh, okay. I'll go, uh, I will go, I give, I'm going to, I'm going to do Trevor Cone. Bomber. Don't mind it. Had a, had a couple of decent, Showings, uh, third place finish, I think it was. He made a couple cuts. I'll go Trevor Cohn. Doesn't okay. feel good. Probably won't have any of them, but if I got to pick a guy in 6K, I think I like it. All right, fine. I'm going to go with a guy that uh, just feels good from a stat standpoint, Kevin Roy. I like Kevin Roy. All right, so we're saying guys. I mean, I'm going to run out of options because I literally don't have a lot of guys in here I like. But you're, we're so far we're naming all of all of the guys I had written down. Um, for my final pick, I am going to go with. I, I actually picked this guy a fair amount last year, and he did okay. I like Jason Duffner. It, this is a high green and reg situation. Look at his finishes towards the end of the year. Had a 20th, a 24th, a 31st. He's got a couple, he's got a 29th and a 42nd last three years here. I would take a 29th or a 42nd from, from Duffner out of the $6,500 range. Okay. I mean, it wouldn't be great. I wouldn't win a GPP with it, but it, I'd, be, I'd be all right. Well, I can't. I feel like I'm standing in the way of you and some sex. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and just pick this guy, but I could talk. I could ramble a little bit if I wanted to. <laughs> you could. Um, you could. Because I don't like this guy at all. But Oh, I know who this is. But Ryan Moore yep. finished second here several years ago back in 2019. Uh, game seems to be coming back together a little bit. Has some, you know, definitely shows up on some stats. So I'm going to go with Ryan Moore. We literally said, you said three guys I had written down. There was one more guy on the sheet that I had written down that you and I did not say. So like, there are very limited options in this range that I like. Yeah. Probably won't be here very, very much, uh, if, if at all. Um, all right. I think that's it. I'm pretty sure that's it. We'll be back. Ryder Cup content, full slate of content this week. Like I said, don't forget the Sobet contest. Do that so you might have a chance to hang out with me and Pat on that special Tuesday in April. And make your screens be green. See ya! Enjoy the wine and sex. Out!